What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, what up everybody? Welcome back to What the Funk, where we tackle hormones, health, and healing without losing your damn mind. And really today's episode, I'm very much excited for the where do you start? Um, how do you identify if you might have some hormone imbalance or hormone dysfunction? And how do you get your shit together? Where do you start? What are the things that you need to start doing right after that? So um, I, today is a solo episode. I was so lucky to have so many wonderful guests within the first several episodes, and I will definitely be bringing on some more guest interviews, colleagues and friends of mine, other people within the industry who have things to share that I think it's important for you to hear. But we are going to mix it up with some solo episodes um, here now moving forward, especially into this fall, because there's just a lot of things that you guys ask me all the time, especially in my DMs. Um, in, on Instagram is generally where I talk to the majority of people. And one of the things I get is, how do I even know that I have some sort of hormonal dysfunction? A lot of times I get to chatting with somebody, maybe they've applied for coaching. Maybe this is something that we start talking about. And it, they, they come to me and they talk to me initially because they're curious about nutrition and or training and or weight loss or how to meet a physique goal, et cetera, et cetera. And we have to sort of back things up a few steps. So a lot of times what I end up asking somebody is not just what does your movement routine look like? What are your food habits? What are your struggles with food? But also what does your digestion look like? Are you fatigued? Do you struggle with brain fog? Are you wired and tired in the afternoon or in the evening? Um, do you get quality sleep, right? All of these things. And so this is where we're going to kind of start. So the re the this fact of the matter is is that once you've started to like manifest some of these symptoms that's really the first sign of your body going hey listen to me something is not right you're doing something and i don't appreciate it so i'm going to start causing problems so that you'll pay attention to me so kind of like if you guys have heard that like tiktok turning sound i think i just saved it the other thing uh, the other night it's like in response to not getting the attention I deserve, I am going to start causing problems on purpose. And that's exactly what our bodies start to do, friends. So the first thing that I typically see when I'm talking with somebody, you know, one of the very first symptoms of, hey, that our body's trying to say is we start struggling with fatigue, you're tired a lot, and or brain fog, meaning it's hard to recall information, put things together, put sentences together, um, get things going on a work project or on a home project, or you're starting to forget little things like signing permission slips. You forgot to check your kid's homework folder. You forgot that you needed to move the laundry over from the washer to the dryer so it doesn't stink to high heaven, right? Little things like that that start to kind of add up. That's brain fog. And that fatigue is just feeling too tired to cook, feeling too tired to clean, feeling too tired to put the laundry away, um, feeling like you wake up in the morning and you're just like, oh, like the first thing when you wake up in the morning, that's like the first, you're just like hard to wake up in the morning. 
you don't pop out of bed like a like like a piece of toast you know you're more so of the you know kind of creaky groany sort of like everything's real slow moving everything's crunchy and just not moving the way you want to so brain fog and fatigue um brain fog and fatigue then kind of morph into gut issues and this can be like an array of things varying from very mild to more severe and if it starts at more mild and you ignore stuff it starts to get more severe i did just do an episode um the previous episode episode seven was gut health why it's not just a phase if you haven't taken a listen to that one i would highly recommend taking a listen i will absolutely be doing more content on gut health specific things and how lifestyle, nutrition, functional supplementation, and movement can help reset that balance and homeostasis within our body so that way we don't have all the bubble guts in the world. Um, But those gut issues. So what does this look like? Typically, bloating is like the first thing. And we're not talking bloating like, uh, oh, I've got a food baby because I ate too much food. We're talking like you eat like a normal sized meal and you're bloated. You drink a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a glass of water and you're maybe feeling with a little bit of bloating. Um, you might, and it's not like, it's not belly fat, right? Belly fat and bloating are two different things, but like you kind of touch your abdomen and it's like a little distended, a little bit hard. And occasionally there's some pain associated with this. Um, this can be really uncomfortable, especially if you have like, you know, on, you know, your right side. I've experienced a lot of pain on my right side, which they thought, oh, oh, I think that's like where your appendix is, but it ended up being like my stomach actually, which is really strange. Um, when I was in my early twenties, kind of dealing with my own gut issues previously to getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but that's a whole other story. If you haven't listened to my first episode, pop back and listen to that. I talk a little bit more about that journey there, but that bloating, that discomfort, that pain, that distension, then that starts to lead into constipation, right? You're not going to the bathroom as regularly. Or when you are going to the bathroom, it's like little pebbles, right? It's hard. It's not easy to pass stool. It doesn't feel like, you know, you feel like you have to poop, but you can't poop kind of situation. And that can also potentially then the other side of the, you know, coin is that loose stool or diarrhea. And sometimes you might experience constipation and diarrhea, you know, depending on the day or, you know, sometimes one more than the other, but they usually go hand in hand kind of like this vicious cycle. So we have gut issues, fatigue, and brain fog, okay? So now what are the typical responses to managing these things? So typical responses to managing these things is like more caffeine. Like you're tired, you're drinking more caffeine. By the way, I am drinking, if you're watching the video of this right now, I have a cup of decaf with me right now, which is not real caffeine, is decaf. And it's delicious. Um, Side note, it's in my little light it up mug, which you can't see. Oh, there it goes on the camera if you're watching online. Um, Light It Up is from one of my favorite book series, the Crescent City series by Sarah J. Mass. All of my friends that love Akatar and Throne of Glass and Crescent City and Smut Talk and Book Talk, you are, you, we are in the right place. I am, I am a friend. So um, if anybody ever wants to talk books with me, feel free. Um, just slide in my DMs, find me on Goodreads, love to talk books. Anyway, what do we do when we're tired? We drink more caffeine. This might be in the form of coffee. It might be in the form of an energy drink. Maybe it's just like a little bit more pre-workout. Maybe it's in the form of like a diet soda or a regular soda. We're trying to get caffeine, trying to get an energy boost. Sometimes even like sugar, like we'll just go for straight sugar, like which, you know, is I think a slightly better energy source sometimes depending on the situation. Like I love having a little bit of like very um, easy to digest carbohydrates during my workout, like 
fruit snacks in the middle of a workout. If my, any, my, any power lifter friends, like I used to carry the like, you know, one pound bag of uh, Sour Patch Kids in my gym bag when I was training out of a powerlifting gym. It was really quite fun. I was never actually a power lifter. I just liked to pretend like I was and I just enjoyed lifting heavy. And that was a really great energy source for my muscles. But we're talking about that mental, physical fatigue of it feels like we're dragging our bodies along. And it's just like we, we, we put one foot forward and we're like dragging the next one behind us. That is that fatigue where I'm talking about where we tend to try to supplement with other things, extra caffeine. A lot of times too, we will, in order to help with that brain fog and gut issues, we will try to do like a cleanse or a detox of some kind. Now there is such a thing as detoxing the body, right? If we talk about detoxing through like the liver and the kidneys supporting phase one, phase two detoxification, that's actually the breakdown and the body flushing out toxins through feces and urine. But the types of cleanses that people like to get into when they're first starting to have some of these issues are frankly just a load of shit. Um, teas, um, supplements, like juice cleanses, different things like that. And part of the reason that they don't work is because you have within your gut the gut microbiome. That's that array of bacteria that lives within your digestive system that helps break nutrients down, absorb nutrients, fight off viruses, fight off fight off bad bacteria, right? Fight off illness. That's what your immune system, right? 70% of your immune system relies, is, is lying in the gut. Um, and when that gut microbiome, you take something that's going to like flush everything out, you're not just flushing food waste, right? Because typically what happens is you'll shit yourself for three days straight. Um, you know, you'll be throwing water out your asshole. Let's be honest. We've all been there. I've been there myself too. I'm so glad that I know better, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that you do. And if you're laughing and rolling your eyes at me, it's okay. <laughs> I'm laughing too at myself, but I'm just so used to talking about this stuff. So you shit water for three days. You've not only just flushed out food waste, but you've probably flushed out some beneficial stuff too. And you're therefore just continuing to strip and disrupt that gut microbiome and leaving room for negative bacteria to rebuild and rebuild. That's why you have to keep going back through these cleanses or juice cleanses and why it's only temporary. On top of that, any weight that you're losing is likely going to be food waste, right? We talked about it's going to flush all that food waste out, or it's going to be water weight. And, and losing water weight is neither here nor there, but I mean, it might leave you a little bit more dehydrated. It might put you at higher risk for like a urinary tract infection, something like that. So it's just better to like not. And if, you, if you've done them before, now you know better why they don't work, why they work temporarily. It's like a temporary flushing of like excess food waste and like fluids, but it's not actually cleansing anything. It's just stripping everything essentially, and then leaving room for more negative bacteria to continue to develop. Okay. So these typical fixes of more caffeine, teas, supplements. Oh, and then greens supplements. Now I have, I have an opinion about greens supplements because they are all the rage and I will fully disclose. I do take a green supplement. There's one, there's like two brands that I really honestly trust. The one that I like is the, um, greens from new ethics because they, they're more so it's more so about getting like the vitamins and the minerals from those greens which the real thing is always going to be beneficial, but it's a good sort of, you know, I kind of consider it more of like a multivitamin style rather than like a gut health supplement. Like it's going to help you get more vitamins and minerals into your diet versus like it's going to fix any bloating. By default of getting more nutrients in, you're going to help repair some of that digestive process in theory, assuming that you're digesting things to begin with. And again, 
we're going to talk more about gut health. If you do want to take my Beat the Bloat Masterclass, I dive in just a little bit more. The link to that is within the show notes here at the bottom. Um, I talk a little bit more about like supplements and gut health specifically, but why some of these fixes don't work and this continued disruption of the gut microbiome continues to lead to more nutrient deficiencies, which in turn leads to poor hormonal function and can cause some dysfunction and imbalance within our body, within our adrenals, which is our cortisol sleep-wake cycle, right? That whole fatigue, tired and wired thing, right? Or thyroid, which can be fatigue, brain fog, gut issues, or even then subsequently sex hormones, which is going to even lead to kind of down the road, anxiety, depression, poor stress management, overwhelm, uh, PMS symptoms, breast tenderness in females, um, you know, issues with recovery, okay, Um, potentially issues with fertility as things kind of snowball. And that's really the big thing is that it might start small, but things, if they kind of go unchecked, right, your body saying in response to not getting the attention I deserve, I will now cause problems on purpose. If you ignore it, it's going to continue causing problems on purpose until you do something about it, okay? And this is where we start to have these elevated issues of now PMS, then maybe hair thinning, then maybe going from just general bloating to SIBO, which is like small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, dysbiosis, okay? Things like that, or even getting diagnosed with like IBS or IBD, right? So these, it snowballs down if you don't do something about it. So what happens when you get to this point, you feel like shit and (laughs) you're having some fatigue, maybe your hair is starting to thin and you go to the doctor and they go, oh, but your blood works fine. They've likely only checked a few things. They might've checked your vitamin D, your B12. They probably pulled a CBC panel, like checked all your blood cell count, checked your cholesterol and checked your TSH. And let's say everything is in clinical range. And your doctor's going to tell you you're fine. You feel like shit. <laughs> All right. This is where we get to the point of now we start to try to introduce Western medicine, but we haven't actually addressed the thing that's going to lay the groundwork to restoring balance within our body. And that is your lifestyle choice. Now, you guys are going to start to notice the theme as you listen to my podcast is you, if you are starting to feel some of these things, I don't think it's really necessary for you to go to the doctor and get a bunch of lab work done. Like, I really don't. Occasionally, like I'll have my clients say like, we're really struggling with stress management or they work a funky schedule at work. We might pull like a four point saliva test to test cortisol. And I might want to see what their cortisol response is throughout the day. And and then we come up with a solution based on those to follow, you know, follow some kind of strategy in order to help correct some of those cortisol elevations and drops throughout the day. um, If they're, you know, out of whack of what it would normally be. But I don't think that most people need to like go to the doctor and go, I'm tired all the time. Can you fix it? Because you have so much power within your day-to-day life. You just have to give yourself permission to do something different. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is it's important to identify the behaviors that you're engaging in that might be contributing to some of this stuff. Okay. So we're talking about how is your stress management? How is your sleep? What does your movement routine look like? Okay. Are you being intentional with your nutrition or are you just winging it on a day-to-day basis? Are you consuming alcohol on an excessive basis? Like your social drinking two, three, four, five nights a week. Okay. Even one to two drinks alone pack 
back and back and forth, back and forth, paired with poor sleep, lack of exercise, lack of sunshine, right, and not enough nutrients in the diet, that's going to cause a lot of problems in and of itself. That's going to set the stage for all of this stuff to snowball and build up to the point where now you've created an environment where disease can thrive. Then you get to that point, you feel like you need to lose a little bit of weight. You feel like you need to get healthier. Your doctor's telling you that, you know, you, you maybe need to watch your heart health. Maybe you're pre-diabetic. Well, what are we going to start going back to? Sleep, exercise, stress management, food choice, movement routines, right? Those are really the big five that we have to focus on. So I encourage you to take a quick audit of everything that you're doing. What does your sleep routine look like? And I'm going to talk about sleep first because sleep will be a big precursor to stress management, then to food choice because sleep will have an impact on our hunger levels and our ability to make food choice that's going to be beneficial for our body, right? And this is not to say that you can never have a piece of cake again or never have a pizza or never have a glass of wine, but we need to, we need to find that fine line between are we really truly choosing balance or are we just using balance as an excuse to have a free-for-all on a daily basis, right? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Are you truly balanced or are you just looking for an excuse to not do what you need to do for your body? Remember, Audrey Lord said self-care is an act of political warfare. The more well-armed you are with your body and your health and informed and you take care of things, the better you can show up to advocate for yourself, for your friends, for your family, within your professional life, within your personal life, it makes you stronger on more levels than just with your health or body weight or body composition, okay? So you look at sleep first. Now, what are you going to address with sleep, okay? First of all, what is it, what does your nighttime routine look like before you go to sleep, okay? Full disclosure, it's it's the evening here right now while I'm recording this, I've and I've got my blue light glasses on right now. So if you are watching the video, I've got blue light blockers on because I know that the blue light from my devices right now, I'm, I've got a camera and a monitor and my laptop and my blue, my, my freaking ring light over here, which you can see reflecting in my glasses if you are watching on the video, okay? You're going to have that blue light from you scrolling on TikTok in bed, causing the, your brain to just keep going and going and going and going and going. And it's not going to allow your melatonin levels to get to where they need to be. In addition, it's going to keep cortisol a little too elevated. So your sleep is going to be impacted. So sorry, not sorry. You need to stop scrolling on TikTok in the evening. You need to stop, stop scrolling on reels. Pick up a book. Put on, if you're going to have to be on a screen late at night, because like I fully get it. I'm a business owner. I'm recording this at 8.45 in, in the evening. And, and I know that like I need to wear my blue light glasses. I've been wearing them all day long because I knew that today was going to be a long ass fucking work day. And I just had to do something. And that's why I've been drinking decaf coffee all day long because I didn't want to add everything. But I also have a really nice creamer that tastes good. And so I'm just enjoying my decaf coffee. Like it's fine. I'm not putting myself in a position, you know, that's going to be so far gone that I'm not going to be able to go to my bed and my head hit the pillow at night. So doing a digital detox and removing devices at night, it is so hard for people and people hate doing it, but it's one of the most beneficial and effective things. I even make my clients do it. If you're my client and you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, digital detox. Yeah. Y'all pretty much almost every single one of you get assigned that just FYI, because everybody's terrible at putting their phones away in the evening. I don't care who you are. It is so hard for us to turn off that dopamine hit. Okay. 
So put your phone away and get some blue light glasses. Check your sleep environment. You guys have heard me say this before. I'm not trying to like recreate the wheel or do anything like super crazy magical, but just trying to be realistic. Get some blackout curtains. Get some, you know, get an eye mask if it's dark. Get some earplugs. Get a noise machine. Turn on the fan. I don't care, but check your sleep environment. So check your sleep environment and your routine before you go to bed and see if there's a one or two things that you can shift that's going to promote better sleep or more sleep. And if you can't get more sleep, then try to get better sleep because I totally get it. Like, especially if you're a parent and you're a working parent or you're in school full time and you're a parent or you're just in school full time and working full time, more is not always an option. Ah, it's not always an option. Like it just isn't. And I get that because once upon a time I was working 40, 50 hours a week, sometimes more as a music teacher. And I was also in grad school. I don't know why I did that to myself, but I don't think I slept for like a year, (laughs) but I did what I could, right? Got a good pillow, got some blackout curtains, got some little like, you know, earplugs so that when I did go to sleep, I could have a quiet environment. I got you know, the alarm that went on my wrist on my Fitbit so that it would wake me up gently in the morning instead of like a blaring alarm that would just like totally wreck my mood first thing in the morning. The other thing that you can do to start helping your just general cortisol, your wake sleep, right? That function of fatigued or, you know, that wired and tired to help sort of minimize some of that is as much as you can, try to get a little bit of movement in the morning. Even better, get a little movement in sunshine right? Sunshine first thing in the morning, first part of the day, if you're able to, is going to be so good for our brains and our parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and digest, which is what helps us de-stress, de-escalate on an emotional and physiological level, okay? So sleep and stress management. So it's not only going to help with your sleep-wake cycle, but it's going to help with your stress management, a little bit of morning movement. And this doesn't need to be long. It can be 10 minutes just, you know, walking around the neighborhood and be 10 minutes walking on the treadmill. It can be 10 minutes going outside in the backyard and doing a little bit of a morning stretch. Even just going outside, standing on the balcony in the yard and just breathing in the fresh air, watching where the sun is, you know, watch where if the sun is up or if it's coming up, kind of looking towards the horizon. Don't blind yourselves, guys, but like look towards like the pink, the pretty sky. Something like that is going to do wonders for your body and your mind. I promise you, I don't have a single person who's had a negative experience with a little bit of morning movement or a little bit of morning sunshine, something to start getting our body primed on that natural cycle or that natural rhythm of our wake sleep cycles that we're biologically programmed with. Okay. So then we have sleep, we have stress management. And the next thing I'm going to talk about talk about is not necessarily nutrition because I'm going to dive into nutrition in regards to general hormone health in another podcast as well as movement, but I'm going to talk just a touch on movement. If you're an individual who's struggling with some of the things that I outlined before and you're participating in like very high intensity workouts, right? You know the ones I'm talking about. They're very trendy, F45, Orange Theory. I don't necessarily have anything against those types of classes, I do have something against them not being, I do have something about them not being appropriate for every individual. So if you're somebody who struggles with a lot of inflammation, you have some gut issues and hormone issues kind of starting to present themselves through some of the symptoms that I described earlier in the podcast, 
those high intensity workouts are really not going to be your best bestie. They're really not going to do a lot for your body in the way of getting back to homeostasis or balance, right? I love that word homeostasis. It's very much a throwback to, you know, science class back in the day. But you're going to want to start to taper that down just a little bit. Maybe go a couple days less per week or maybe even find a new routine altogether. Doing like three to five days of like weightlifting that's going to keep you moving, still give you the benefits of resistance training, but not be as harsh on your body or your stress or for recovery, that's going to be huge. Most people that I work with that are doing stuff like that, I usually have to make a recommendation that we taper back that type of movement or shift gears altogether because they're doing too much and their body is not equipped to keep up with that high intensity workout, right? In order to, you know, be able to carry that level of high intensity workout on a consistent basis, you really have to be eating enough food, sleeping enough. And I mean, you're going to see some results to a degree, but then eventually you're going to get ahead of a wall. There's a, there's a population that can manage those very well and do those high intensity workouts like F45, like Orange Theory, even like CrossFit. Um, but most individuals would benefit from a more conservative and less intense workout routine. So that's, those are the things that I would address prior to like going to the doctor. Um, the next episode I am going to be recording is going to be what to do when the doctor tells you you're fine, but you still feel like shit. <laughs> And we're going to dive in a little bit more because that one definitely has a few things that you want to consider. But if you're wondering where to start, if you think you're experiencing some level of hormone imbalance or hormone dysfunction, look at your sleep, look at your stress management. Okay. Are you constantly stressed out? Do we need to take a break from caffeine even? And is your movement routine causing more stress within your body or are you, if you're doing on the flip side of that, are you, if you're doing nothing, do you need to start maybe incorporating like daily walks? Do not underestimate the power of the daily walk friends. That is one of the best things that you can do for your metabolism, stress management, and longevity is going for like a 20 to 30 minute walk every day, whether it's inside or outside. I don't care. It's doing something, right? So just being aware that one extreme or the other with movement is not necessarily the best, but kind of somewhere in the middle is where most people are going to start to find that balance and reestablishing some of that, you know, undoing some of that dysfunction that might be occurring within their lives. So um, that is all I've got for you on hormone overload. Where to start if you think that you might be struggling with hormone imbalance and what to maybe look at first. Make sure that you tune into next week's episode because we are going to be talking about what to do when you told you're fine, but you still feel like ass, especially when it comes to lab work and a little bit on medical advocacy and things to ask for from your doctor. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk with you guys later. Thank you so much for being here today on What the Funk. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review. And let me ask you really quick, are you ready to beat bloat? Because I have a beat the bloat masterclass where we talk all things gut health, digestive issues, and strategies, real life strategies that you can implement immediately in addition to supportive worksheets and workbooks that will help you get from point A to point B with the bloating and beating it. So make sure to check that out in the show notes down below and let me know if you have any questions. If you do listen to the podcast, please go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you think and what do you want to hear on What the Funk? Thanks so much for being here. Talk to you guys soon.